ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਜੀ ਕਾ ਖਾਲਸਾ ਵਾਹਿਗੁਰੂ ਜੀ ਕੀ ਫਤਿਹ ਐਂਡ ਫਾਈਨਲੀ ਇਟ ਸਟਾਰਟਡ ਆਫ ਇਨ ਰੋਮ ਬਟ ਨਾਉ ਵੀਵ ਗੋਟ ਟੂ ਦਾ ਫਾਈਨਲ ਟੂ ਇਟਸ ਦਾ ਗ੍ਰੈਂਡ ਫਿਨਾਲੀ ਟੁਮਾਰੋ ਟੂ ਰੋਮ ਵਾਟ ਦਸ ਦਾ ਥਿੰਗ ਇਟ ਇਟ ਇਜ਼ ਇਟ ਕਮਿੰਗ ਰੋਮ ਔਰ ਇਜ਼ ਇਟ ਕਮਿੰਗ ਇਜ਼ ਇਟ ਕਮਿੰਗ ਹੋਮ ਕੋਇੰਗ ਰੋਮ ਇਸ ਕਾ ਵੀ ਨੋ ਇਸ ਕਾ ਵੀ ਨੋ ਬਟ ਥਿਸ ਇਜ਼ ਦਾ ਥਿੰਗ ਵੀ at wembley who's going to be victorious now the, an interesting thing is the world cup in qatar actually starts off in officially 499 days but we've got a massive game to settle tomorrow it's the final of euro 2020 between italy and england we're going to have a quick look um into the game itself of our thoughts and analysis but before we do that like always Let's get the panel on first and we're going to start off with the England fan Navrad Singh. Guruji ka khalsa Wahguru ji ki fateh. Guruji ka khalsa Wahguru ji ki fateh. Sadar Sadar So England are in the final. Right Navrad Singh and uh, as you can guess I'm not an Italy fan, right not a German fan, definitely not a Scottish. Well, I'm sport England. England the country I was born in, the country that I go to work in. the country that my kids live in right so england get in there come on boys it's coming home tomorrow mate coming home in your face all right so right why guruji ka khalsa why guruji ki fateh i'm bulraj singh i also live in england work in england my children are yeah. here born here everything but but but, but. I'm not supporting England in the final. Uh, mm. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad you've noticed my big butt. Mm. Um, but we're not talking about that today. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not supporting Italy, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm supporting VAR tomorrow. <laughs> Way! <Hey. laughs> the only real winner. Someone's got to support them, isn't it? <laughs> so you are supporting England then? <laughs> Uh, how I sing obviously true to the blue Italy and uh, you know I told you they'd get there and I said it I've said it from the beginning and I'm going to be right tomorrow evening um, yeah yeah about I see not even extra time at 9:45 I'm going to be right you know it even winners Carlos we're not part of the party I'm not one of those lucky ones that gets to sleep until 10:30 like everyone else is, you know, I'm closing up Tesco's and stuff. <laughs> so you don't work at Tesco's anymore then? Not anymore, not anymore. Like you're at Sainsbury's now, no. <laughs> <laughs> This podcast is not sponsored by the aforementioned supermarkets. <laughs> no, 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 there, there are other supermarkets that you can use. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, of course, of course like up in a supermarket or something like that. Oh, see us superstores. Sorry. Sainsbury's. <laughs> things 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 yeah yeah no absolutely can i can i plug some other business as well so now or okay one then go on melinda <laughs> yep uh i'm melinda singh um sport england for tomorrow and uh oh, hold on. Last as always i support i thought yeah last year i sport england i was just doing it for the pod and now it's like oh tomorrow is sport england yeah tomorrow it's it's uh, hopefully coming home no, i'm in all seriousness i'm i'm really nervous tomorrow I might have the opportunity to go and witness it live mm. um and uh, sh- should be 
privilege to go see it and uh, just hope that they don't let me down as usual. Which kidney did you sell then? The left one or the right one? I think both. <laughs> Currently walking around without no kidneys. <laughs> Oh, Thank yeah. you. Um, my name is Jibbon Seng, obviously. Um, I thought Portugal, Portugal were going to go all the way in Euro 2020. Uh, they failed. Um, but absolutely buzzing from both semi-final games that we actually witnessed live in Wembley this past week. Mm. Um, both teams deserve to be there, but I'm absolutely buzzing for England. Um, history was made. Um against Denmark, where England actually reached the final. But there's still a lot of unfinished business. And what a final we have. Where do we start? Um, is it what we expected? Yeah. Um, obviously, expect, I'm opening this up I, for the whole panel. I expected Italy to be in the final. I expect Yes, it's exactly what I expected. And I expect Italy to win. So there, thank you for you're listening. Saying, you're See you later. You're after, saying that after as the an Italian game. fan. Yeah. After the first game... Yep. I thought Italy would get to the final, genuinely. The way they looked, they looked different from the start. Mm. I mentioned it in the last pod. Um, they've looked different this tournament. Um, so, yeah, I was expecting Italy to make it. 100% honest, I didn't think England would get to the final, but they have. Yeah. So that's, that's the final we've got. We've got Italy versus England. England technically being the away team, playing at Wembley. Um, but yeah. that's what we've got you know you know, I have to agree with the analysis on the first game that when we when I saw Italy as well against uh, Turkey alright all right, Turkey aren't the biggest side in the world or the major side at the moment they're going to transition period themselves but the performance by Italy by Italy backed up their build up to this tournament the unbeaten round the unconceded the games they played unconceded mm-hmm. And when it came right to the big stage, they turned up. They turned up. Yeah. Right. You know, and and they played well. So yeah, I, I agree with that. I uh, perception that yeah, expected Italy to get to the final, right? Yeah. But as we know, getting to the final is one thing, and winning is just something different, right? With England, I'll be straight with you. Um, I didn't. I was in hope that England would get to the final. But I didn't necessarily expect them to get to the final. Mm. My hope came from the squad that they had, because I still believe now, even now, I believe they have the best squad in the tournament. Right? Not the best manager? Not the best manager. <laughs> right? I've got a question I believe, quickly. Off I, I the believe, back of that, off the back of that, yeah. Now, yeah. Um, but if Italy did get knocked out, I would have been mm. disappointed, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. If England got knocked out, wouldn't it just have been a case of, oh, here we go. As per business normal. is normal. Yeah. Well, of course, you you would say deja vu. You say, you know what? Uh, also, Rand's been their heroes, and bus open bus ride. Yeah, oh, so close. Oh, you know, out, the the since nineteen sixty six, the only heroic England have become is nineteen ninety and nineteen ninety six, right? And they had half a decent side, you know, in, in the uh, in that early nineties to mid nineties, right? You know, where where they could have done something. Then they had a great side, another really good side as well. Go in the early noughties. After the turn of 2000 and so forth, with the with the Scolds, the Gerards, the Lampards, and, and and so forth, but again, then with uh, in my opinion, not the best of management. Is this team better than those teams, though? 
I've got something I want to say about that. Team. I think it's better than the 90 team. I think this squad is better, yeah. Squad wise, yes. Do you know what? In regards to that, this I sent something on our WhatsApp earlier on mm. about uh, where someone made it all about Bielsa. But oh. looking at that, I, um, something different. I thought about that's this why squad. you sent it, just because of Leeds. No, no, no. It was it was purely because of something that I've been thinking about. Um, this England squad that's different to the other squads. I mean, the, the squads you've talked about, the early noughties, um, the nineties squad. They had brilliant individual players, brilliant um, superstars, let's say, but they never quite gelled as a squad. They couldn't play each other's tactics. Um, they, they couldn't play well with each other. Uh, and they all went in with this level of um, hankar that they thought they knew they were superstars and they assumed they were going to win everything. Yeah, yeah. This squad, this squad's been... Um, in my opinion, a lot more humble. They haven't gone into it. From, from my perspective, they haven't gone into it um, with the big ego that previous squads have. And purely, I think it's to, down to tactics. I think it's humility from the manager. Mm. Um, I know you don't really rate Southgate, but I think he's got the squad being humble, being united. Um and wanting to play for each other, whereas previous squads, there would have um, been little clicks all kicking off with each other purely because of Hankar. I, um, but, um, but I think we I, said I, this I do, last week as well. There's less yeah. of a circus media thing yeah. about the English team this time. I, I do agree with that, Hannah, uh, what, what, of the analysis. But at the same time, on the footballing side of things, if I look at England of 1996 and of England of 2021, for example, I saw far more entertaining games from England. Better style, better, better um, you know, edge of the seat stuff. More memorable moments, right? Yeah, I, I didn't sit there thinking, you know what? England aren't going to score a goal this game or they're going to scramble a 1-0 win, right? You know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, or, or, or anything like that, right? Yeah. So, yeah, on one side, yes, that's the humility side of things, right? But on the other side, right, where I believe we have the best squad, right, in the, in the, in the tournament, and a better squad now than we have in 96. But I think, right, it's been the, the sit back and let's hope we can get a sneaker goal in. We sneaked a goal against Croatia. We sneaked a goal against Czech, Czech Republic. Can, can I get that right? <laughs> get right, that yeah? right, finally. Right. Yeah, German. The last European podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And he gets it right now. <laughs> right. And uh, against Germany, right, we got uh, we sneaked the first goal. But, but that, you know, Germany cleaned through, should have made it 1-1. Let's be real. Right, you know. And that would have been changed the whole complex of the whole game. Yeah. Right, you know. And they got second goal when, when Germany was chasing the game. They got attack and they got the second goal. I got it. Right, you know. But Ukraine had that one game. They played the one game with a great attacking lineup. And then uh, the next game, what does uh, Southgate do? Reverts back to the team that bored us everyone to, everyone to death by winning one nils and scrambling victories, right? You know, and ultimately, right? But again, like I said, controversially as well against Germany, I think Southgate's tactics work for teams when they play teams like Germany. And I think those tactics will work again tomorrow against Italy, the negative well, tactics. It's something right? that I've said before, I think... So, Football's changed from yeah. like th this is another thing analysis you know like from the team of the noughties 
Mm. I'm thinking, you know, with the Becks, with the Rios and the Gerrards mm. and Lampards and all them. This team presses more, comes yeah. back more. You, do, do you understand what I mean? And it's and I think it's all down to managers in the league that they play under, you know, like your Peps, your Klopp's, Pochettino's, even Mourinho in a way. Um, something that previous managers, and, and again, I'm not having a dig at anyone, but I'm talking about, you know, like your Wenger's, your Ferguson's, um, who else were the top managers around that time? Really, it was them too, wasn't it? Mm. Really. Um, but, but right, on their, that... their, their style of playing was different to the way these players play now is what I'm it's, saying. Yeah. And and yeah, you're, you're right. But that pressing in today's age of football, right, is the, is the in thing, right? Yeah, it's what you do. Back in the 90s and the noughties, right, that wasn't the in thing. You, there's a different style Wide. of play. It was more wider, more yeah. different. Wingers. And wingers. And, but, just like the, but just like the 70s and 80s, it was yeah, a... Yeah. Is kick the ball up the up the field, well, and and then chase it. One, right, one you know? touch, one touch goal. Absolutely, you know <laughs> the, the, the Sam Allard- Sorry, Sam Allardyce, right? Yeah, but you know, <laughs> is that's is that kind of styles, wasn't it? And then back yeah, in the yeah, 70s, it was. But but right, like you know? I say, this, this style now, mm. these players have been brought up with those with yeah. that style. You know, pressing. running back, mm. yeah, doubling yeah. up on players when they need to, mm. pressing, mm. Um, defending from the front. Even yeah. even Kane does it, which is why probably yeah. Grealish. And I've mentioned this before, probably why Grealish doesn't really Trust play back. as much in this team because he doesn't do it as much as like your Fordens. Even, yeah. even your Sterling never used to do that. But when he went to Man City, Peps yeah. sort of um, bred that yeah. into him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the he's game's doing more it a lot international more. now. The, game, the game's more international. Yeah. The game's, you Moved know, on. Yeah. yeah, like, you know, when, you know, if you go back to the, the 90s era, you know, obviously just a, uh, years before and years afterwards, there wasn't as much of an influx of English players going abroad. Yeah, yeah, you had the Gascoins, you had the uh, Paul Lynch's, Lynch, yeah. you know, Rush obviously went. Des Walker, that was it, and David Platt. Yeah. And yeah, but as a I, whole... I know what Horai's trying to say here is, yeah, it, it was like, it's, it's rare. It would be like one yeah. player and they'll be out there. Yeah. And then someone else might come in after. Whereas like, Horai's point, what he's making now is that you got Trippier, who's playing in La Liga, you got Bellingham, you got Sancho. Sancho's Obviously, just, now yeah. Sancho's coming to United, but you know, the last what, the, the, three there's a lot more players playing out there. Absolutely yeah. tearing up the Bundes. And the thing is, the other difference is other leagues, and you know, if you look at the top five, however leagues you want to look at it, whatever, um, they're actively looking this way for players. Whereas yeah, they before, are. they might just, there would be that one standout player. Look so at that Real, Madrid, that Real Madrid team, the Galacticos, you know, they had Owen. They had mm. Eddie... Um, Woodgate, Woodgate as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, um, Beckham, McManaman. Yeah. Owen. Yeah. Owen, yeah, yeah. I said Owen. I said Owen, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. John, Jonathan Woodgate. Yeah, Woodgate, of all players. Woodgate, you know I mean? Woodgate was a good defender. He was a good defender, he but he went he to Madrid and he got injured. Yeah, he got injured, missed the whole what year. It was, what it was, Woodgate was a good defender and so was Carragher, but they were in an era where Terry Carragher. Ferdinand and Campbell, and, and Campbell, <laughs> Campbell, Terry and Ferdinand, they were the yeah. they were basically, you know, irreplaceable, you could sort of say. There, there, there were other central defenders around, like you're saying, that in a different era... Would have probably been starters for England. Same with um, mm. midfield. Do you know, yeah. like, but, um, 
Yeah. Go, go on. Sorry, I thought you was going to say something then. Sorry. Yeah. Basically, just coming back to the England team now, I think at the beginning, everyone was thinking that the defence was actually our weakest link. Where actually yes. they've been they've been the it's strongest, been strongest. Link. And, and and let's be honest, Maguire and Stones are an actually very good partnership. Shall I tell you what? It's not yeah. just Maguire and uh, Maguire and Stones. You look at the defense, yeah. right? You got you got Maguire on the left centre back with Shaw, yeah. his United partner on the left. Oh yeah, yeah. Right, you have Stones and you have Walker, the Walker. city partnership, right? Partnership yeah. on that side, and yeah. and that itself ha- is a great balance. Yeah. Right, you know, of the back four that England yeah. play with, that that really helps. Yeah. That helps as well. It's sort, it's sort of it helps, yeah, because not yeah, they've all come from different clubs, but there isn't that club click sort of thing where yeah. Maguire yeah. and and Stones can play together really well, but yeah. then they've got their partners from the clubs that they can link in with, yeah, and they know how each other plays, yeah, um, which is a good thing about England. Like like I say, just going back to what I said before, whereas every team like United would play one way. Liverpool would play another way. Villa would play a different way. Yeah. It's a clash of styles. Absolutely. Whereas now, they all know how to play similar styles. They're all coming in with the same sort of um, footballing mindset. Mm. Which is why I think um, internationals have got a lot closer than before. Whereas, you know, like 10 years ago, 20 years ago, you'd have the really top teams and there was, there was a massive gulf. Whereas now, and this Euros prove it, teams like North Macedonia can still compete. Austria can still compete. Um, you know, Switzerland. Finland, Switzerland. Switzerland. So teams that are not your big teams, they're still there or thereabouts. They're competing in the games against the big teams. Yeah, they might not have won because the quality was with the bigger countries, but they still can compete because of the way they're playing football. And, yeah, and that's what's happened to England. That's what's happened to England. The smaller teams yeah. have been able to catch up. <laughs> no one's picked up on that, RIC. No one's picked up on it. No, but yeah, England, in a way, yeah, that's what's happened to England now. Do you know, they, they, they can compete against um, other nations because their players are playing with these managers. And, and I do... You've got to give a shout out to the managers. Um, you, you, look, for all his hate that he gets, your Mourinho's, um, your Pochettino's, your Klopp's, your Pep's, um, they've brought this style over to this country. Mm. Youngsters are playing this style and it's actually helped England compete, in my opinion. Whereas the old managers weren't really bothered and they'd play I their agree. own style. Yeah, I, I agree. Mm. I mean, English players going abroad has definitely helped the England team learning more styles, learning how different techniques and lifestyles and play and tactics. It's definitely, oh, yeah. it's definitely helped. You know, so one thing, one thing I want to pick up on as well, Italy. You know, like Chiellini saying, um, England were bound to get to the final because they've only played one game away from uh, Wembley. From Wembley. Well, how many Italy, have they played? Italy, one. Italy have played in Rome. Um, three games is it three games yeah I think they played their group games in Italy mm. and they played one game yeah. in Munich mm. sorry no yeah. two games two games in Italy two games I at Wembley they've travelled the second least they've, tra- they've travelled the second least after England. Um, England and the UEFA 
president. I can't remember his name unless some of you guys can. Sefran. Sefran. Yeah. yeah. He goes, he goes, not so, he goes, as interesting as it's been, this was a decision that wasn't made by me. It was something that was done before, so I, I, I carried on with it. It's been interesting, but it's not fair. On the fans, right, obviously. Yeah. You know what? Even Switzerland traveled 10,000 kilometers. Uh, something close, something 10,000 kilometers, whereas some traveled less than a thousand. To, to be fair, as well, some were England. Fair, um, if, if the tournament had happened last year and there was no COVID, it there were other part. stadiums as well. It yeah, it wouldn't have been at Wembley as much, but it would have, it would have still been hard though, in terms of you know, crossing countries yeah. and stuff like that. It, it, yeah. it wasn't, um, and I think that's what his point is it's, it, it was an unfair. Um, situation. It would have been yeah. great for the aviation industry. Yeah, yeah. You know? But so, um, I mean, let's talk a bit about the Italy side. We've spoken a bit about the England and the tactics and how their players have improved, right? Yeah. Now with Italy, we all see Italy, right? Yeah, as the team, the defense masters, how they wear you down and they score those one nils, right? You know, and, and you know the, the art of defending always came from Italy. Right, you know, and uh, rightly so. All right, we don't like negative football, but Italy took that to another level. They knew they made it an art. They made it, you know, quality to watch. Even throughout the eighties, the yeah. always synonymous with tough yeah. Italian sides, hard to break down, and 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 they and they owned it. They owned it, right? You know, and it was yeah. good to watch Juventus in those times as well. You know, not like you know you're watching Bolton Wanderers defend or West Brom defend. It's it's different to that. Yeah, it wasn't. Like, it wasn't know, just it, hooping it away. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but it, it wasn't boring. Yeah, it, it wasn't, wasn't boring. boring. Absolutely, it was, yeah. it was quality defending. Like you yeah. know, I'm talking about Baresi, yeah, um, Donadoni, those those players. They, they made it. They made defending. Yeah, but not quality. Yeah, it goes back to that thing. I can't remember who it was that said yeah. you were, when they were talking to Gary Neville. Yeah, and it, it, they were on about you know how everyone wants to be a striker, and they said no one grew up wanting yeah. to be a Gary Neville, <laughs> <laughs> which is true. Yeah, but. Watching the Italian defenders, I guarantee you, kids grew up wanting to be Maldini. Yes. Wanting to be Baresi. Oh, 100%. Listen, if Maldini was young now, right, I think yeah. no, whatever clubs we support, he'd be one of the top value lists to go and buy. No, but this is the thing. Million. No. This, this is the thing. This is the thing, and I hope I'm right, isn't it? It's just Cannavaro, the only defender who's won the Ballon d'Or. Yeah. yeah sure I think so, yeah. And Going that was back. after the 2006 year, wasn't it? When they yeah. when they won the um, yeah. When he was at well, Real, I think he was then. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think, I think he was, he was at Real then. I think he was at U. Well, they either signed him in that year then. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It was around he, then. He, even that partnership of Cannavaro and Nesta, mm, you know, yeah. Nesta, another absolutely sublime yeah. defenders. You know, both yeah. complemented each other so well. But mm. this is what it is: is Italian teams have always been very hard and tough to break down. But, I mean, Harai Melinda, we were in the stadium the other day. That first half, Spain passed it around really well. Their, their, their passing stats were like 900-odd or something, whatever, to Italy's 2-300. But, but that's all in the whole game. Not, isn't it? It is, but you know what? All the ticker-taker football doesn't get you somewhere. It doesn't, well, it didn't get them anywhere, let's face it. Well, you need, you need um, a striker. Yeah, and that's they just right. in the net. They did not have one. Of course, Ob- obviously, we're not gonna we're not gonna really talk about uh, Spain that much. But is is very true. They do lack a clinical finisher, um, and 
you know, the stats were there. They did have opportunities. They did have chances. Well, if, if Spain had... Well, it a, was, apart from Morata's... Yeah. If Spain had a clinical mm. finisher, Italy wouldn't have been in the final. Yeah, Italy wouldn't yeah. have been in the final. That's, that's right. an opinion. But, oh, talking oh, about... I don't, think say, I don't think you can say that. Uh, uh, without going on too much. Yeah, we have. No, I would just want to say, the current team, Chiellini, is a bit, bit of a throwback to the old school Italian defenders. Like Torricelli. Just, you know, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just and don't Ch- care. Chiellini's a nutter as well. What he was doing to Alba, <laughs> yeah, do you know, like that coin toss, he, he, he messed with Alba's head, yeah, do you know, and 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 he was he was prattling around during the penalty shootout as well. And it does, it throws your opponents, you know, when they're trying to focus. And to me, yeah. that's pure mind games, yeah, yeah, mm. he won him that penalty shootout. 100%. But I think the thing is, is during a game, be it 90 minutes or anything like that, we all know that if you win your battles, yes. if you win certain yeah. specific moments, that is yeah. basically like, you could say, like an aggregate Absolutely. score. You exactly. I mean? And that's why it, he's doing it, it now, you know, with this travel thing. That's why he's bringing 100%. it up. It's mind and, games. He's getting there to wind and, the and players this is up. The, this is the thing. Exactly. It's not only just the captain in Chiellini doing that. You know, his partner, Benucci, He's oh, a great yeah. player as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and and not then you've got Verratti now. Not better pass than most players as a as a defender. Yeah, but this is the thing, and this is what I've been really impressed with, even Mancini, because there's two managers who I've been speaking about this tournament that get tournament football. Obviously, I've been on Southgate's bandwagon a bit too much, right? But um, Mancini as well. If you look at the two games that they've gone to extra time. They've both been at Wembley, and at both times, he's always taken his front two or front three off, and he's changed it, and he's backed the ability, and he's got the confidence in the players that are coming off the bench in order to do a job. Yeah, and it's something we mentioned a few weeks ago. The game's changed now, where it's become a squad game, especially in a tournament with your six subs. Yeah, this is the thing. In the semi-final, me and Melinda, we were talking to each other. I personally found that Kane really gassed out. He was, I thought he was finished, right? In, yeah. When it came to, what, the 70th minute. And I was actually thinking, will he take him off? And Melinda was like, look, listen, he, he's a goal scorer, which I totally agree. But then this is the difference that Southgate won't take him off. Whereas Mancini would. But then, t- talking of that ruthlessness and having to change it did. up. Mancini did, exactly. Yeah, Mancini did. But then we can say in the semi-final, Grealish um, coming on and then getting taken off. Southgate has shown that little bit of ruthlessness that's needed. Maybe because he doesn't, I don't know, Grealish doesn't fit his plan, so to speak. But he will make those tough decisions and he will change it up a little bit. But Harry, Harry Kane's one of those people and Sterling to that extent as well, especially in this tournament where you'd rather have them on and they could do nothing for yeah. 89 minutes. And for that one minute, yeah, they'll do something and get you a goal. 100%. Well, what like, we know like is Sterling, obviously... Like in the ground. Yeah. yeah. This is what we noticed in the ground, that when it just kicked off is... Obviously, this is the difference of being in a ground is that you can see what's happening off the ball. Mm. Um, Ster- Sterling was proper up for this game. Yeah. Um, a few other players, 
um, Saka being one of them. Um, and, and, and I'm sure Saka wasn't just the only one. They were a bit nervy. They were very edgy. They were a bit nervous. They're a bit cautious. Um, should we take the extra touch? Should we take that extra stride? Do you know what I mean? Like those type of things. Yeah. Um, but this is the thing is, there are going to be nerves. Do you know what I mean? You're representing your country. You're playing in a final. And let's be honest, this is the biggest professional international game of these players' professional lives, which is going to oh, happen yeah. tomorrow. For, for both teams, it's the biggest game that they've yeah. probably ever played for, for their country. Um, yeah. Which is why it's a massive yeah. thing. It is a massive thing. I know I've been saying this all the way through the tournament. Even though I wasn't supporting England from the start or Italy, and I was I was backing Holland this tournament, I'm still nervous for the final tomorrow. Do you know, I'm still like that little kid. I've said it from the start. The nerves yeah. are kicking in. Just talking now with you guys, I'm getting, you know, because it's the build-up now. I mean, my night starts tonight. I'm staying up. I'm watching the Copa America final then watching a bit of Wimbledon tomorrow yeah. and then finishing it off with um, the Euro final. That's my weekend in sport. That's it. It's an action-packed weekend of sport, isn't it? But um, yeah. that's the thing is with this as well, it's like the nerves are properly kicked in. Um, I'm not going to deny that at all. Not only, look, we all want to see a great game of football, but... Um, it's just, it's just one of them things is, I know we've mentioned this in previous podcasts, but it's about what really made you fall in love with football. What's that specific yeah. international tournament, which always um, you will remember. And I remember you were in 96, I was six years old. And I totally remember that penalty shootout, where we were sitting and what our reactions were after that. <laughs> and after that, yeah. after that, I'm not going to lie, I went through a phase where I was like, you know, I'm not really like being like an England fan. Do you sort of like know what I mean? Yeah. But like, obviously, as the years gone on, and especially since Southgate has, has sort of been destroyed, you know, I, I, I like the way I'm always, I've always got my questions. I even had my questions even when, like, on a, on a selection when Sir Alex Ferguson. So, um, um, so I've got a question. I've got a question for these England fans. I'm talking about Navin. Oh, I'm an England fan today, Melinda. Um, and Beat, <laughs> I'm sure he's an England fan. He must be because he sports Everton. Um, I'm actually, I'm, I'm back in Italy tomorrow. Oh, is it? Oh, my wow. God. Oh. I'll be coming wearing my intertop. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. For everyone, actually, but Raj as well. Harari doesn't know what to laugh or cry there, isn't it? But, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It's a good thing. Um, we've spoken about this before, but um, Jigmon touched upon it. Jigmon touched upon it. Um, with, you know, the nerves from the semi-final and it affected their, you know, are they taking an extra touch, whatever. Would you rather tomorrow uh, KG boring performance with a win or do you want to win with flair to i'll start with you balrodsi well look to be honest with you because both ones you've said to win so obviously you'd rather win with flair but if it was if it was like win but have a really boring match or play the best football ever and just lose out i'd always go for the win to be honest with you um 
because it's about bragging rights. It's about the medals. I, I know it's, it's about the trophies. I, I, that's why I didn't mention. That's why I didn't mention lose. Would you rather win with flair? Would you rather win? Well, I'd always want my team to be the best playing looking team. So play with flair and win. If you can play with flair and win, that's your highest, right? Playing with no oh. flair and lose is your lowest. Do you get what I mean? There's, then, no, there's, there's no losing in, involved in this, Anna. There's four scenarios in this, right? You can either lose and play rubbish, lose and play good, win, play rubbish, and win and play good. Win and play good all the time. For me, I just want them to win. I don't care how they do it. That's I what really I just don't. said. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care how they do it. I want them to What's win. That, England? No, no. What? The team that actually is going to win, Italy. You know, you know, I, th- I think right. Think Harai. The more he says it, you know, he 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 was trying to convince himself, or he believes it. I <laughs> it, did, know. it did sound. It did right, sound a know? bit like he's trying to convince himself. Uh, One he, thing he, I want to say, just uh, just I want to point this out. I'm looking, you know, because the listeners can only hear us, but we do this over Zoom, so we got we can see everybody. Everyone sat here in blue today, right? It looks like <laughs> a bunch of Italy fans sat here, right, well, talking it, about England. England have worn a blue kit as well, right? You know, so it's, yeah, I know it's their away kit, but right, but, but uh, no, I'll say, just, you know, for me, for me, I mean, for going to Harai's question as well, and I'm in the jar, how would I prefer them to win in the higher option? It's, it's a no brainer, flair, right? Yeah, but simply because of the squad they got, right? You know, obviously, like, like, because you, because again, you said to win, who I would prefer them to uh, if it's if you're talking about a win, then it has to be with flair, right? You know. Why not utilize your your best attacking players, the squad that you have at your availability, and play the way that these players can play? You know, keep the press, keep the defensive lineup as well. But have the at least every time you go forward, look dangerous. Look at what edge you see. Are they going to score? That's one thing about Italy. I've noticed we talk about the defensive attributes. This Italy side, the one in twenty twenty one, right? Yeah, you never usually sit in your edge of your seat when Italy attack, right? Yeah, but this one you do. Yeah. Right, yeah. This one you do, right? Yeah, you see Italy attack, you think, right? They, you know, there's a got when England attack, you think, okay, Charles TK, they're not really going to do anything, right? You know, because it breaks down, right? Yeah. Because the philosophy is Gareth Southgate does not get attacking football, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. But, yeah, um, they've scored six goals in the last two matches. Well, there you go, right? You know, there's some teams in the tournament have scored five in one, right? You know, the, but, uh, yeah, after scoring just about for the rest of the game, so you know, I think so, for me, I would want to see a a defensive masterclass from England. I think yeah, that's not going to happen. Winning it one nil, like for me, rather than a flair performance, would be amazing because it would be more towards a testament to how England have performed all tournament. They've I, gone through the average. whole tournament. By conceding conceding <laughs> one whole goal, if they can go away with that, um, listen. I, if, I England, if, England, if England win it, right? Yeah, no one's going to worry about how many clean sheets they had, right? Yeah, or, yeah. or, or how they won it with defense or attack. Right? Be, they were too busy with hangovers yeah. on Monday morning. Right, My yeah? issue with playing <laughs> playing flair football and etc. etc. I think Italy. Everyone can agree their main game is counter-attack football. And what I don't want is for us to play flair and then get caught out on the break Yeah, uh, where Italy can 
Swive. I don't think personally Italy have enough quality to break a team down that is defensive, but they have quality to 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 put a ball in. That we've seen it from Chiesa, we've seen it from Barella, we've seen it from other other um, Italy scorers. This this um, yeah. competition. Yeah. When teams are are when they hit teams on the counter, that's when they're most dangerous, like your Insignes and mm. and whoever. But I think if if England sit back and and do the opposite to what Italy are going to do, because it, it it's evident that England are going to be on the front front foot um, tomorrow, and Italy are just happy to soak up any pressure, and yeah. and that's just their game. They they yeah. they play without the ball, but they play with the ball very well. That's one thing I can say. Italy have done well this year. Um, and I was quite surprised when they've got the ball, they do their triangles and, and they press very well without the ball. Um, I think England's only Achilles heel will be England defeating themselves. I said that against Denmark and it yeah. echoes for this game as well. They can easily be their own downfall by, by doing stupid passes at the back. And I think yeah. our two fullbacks are going to be key to tomorrow's uh, win. Luke Shaw and... Uh, Obviously, Carl Walker on the defensive side because what I've seen. Unless, unless he plays a five, unless he plays a five at the back, and you got Trippy on the right. So I don't think he will center. because I think Italy play with a two, and I can't see him going for five because then that leaves you exposed going forward. I think going forward doesn't bother Southgate, right? Yeah, but ultimately, <laughs> right. But ultimately, right, I mean, I agree with you, but the question why Hero is about winning, how would you prefer to win? My, my argument was by flair. But on the on your analysis, I can't you're 100% right, right? That the only way England win tomorrow is by the way they've played right during most of the tournament, by yeah. stronger the back, right? You're keeping that defensive unit and then picking them off if I'm yeah. because we know Italy don't have the. You know they can't. You can score. You, I mean, who who scored against three against? Was it Italy? Morata. Morata just walked past them. Yeah, that, you know that was. It was a yeah. very sloppy goal to concede from an Italian's perspective. Yeah, and in the first and half where they actually um, be kicking themselves. Yeah, that, that as you uh, as you I can't remember pronounce his name right. Yeah, who should who walked right past them, but he should have scored, but miscontrolled it. Right, mm. you know, and um, so yeah, I mean tomorrow's tactics have to be the way Southgate has played uh, or the whole tournament. You know, so it has to be on that base, and I think that's why, right? Um, forced for tomorrow, Southgate's probably the right man, <laughs> right? And I'll contradict myself in a hundred different ways there, right? Yeah, but uh, for, but for tomorrow's game, right, it's probably the right tactic to use. You know, let's hope he gets tournament football. Let's hope he gets tournament football for tomorrow, <laughs> right? You know, so I just the, wish the I, thing I just is, wish we had some more goals. There's also going to be a big. There's also going to be a big battle in midfield. Um, and this is the reason why I really want Southgate to start Jack Grealish. Now, I, I can see the impact that Grealish does make off the bench as well. Um, Southgate probably might not start him. Phil Foden's a doubt, by the way, um, if you've been keeping up to date. Yeah, I've heard he's um, injured his foot, hasn't he? Yeah, but then again, that could be tactics done by sort of Southgate. Um, who knows? I don't know. Well, I... Um, uh, with uh, Foden, it's not like yeah. he's offered. Uh, he's not produced a city form that Italy be quaking their boots with Foden coming on or off, right? It probably it probably affect more if they said a Grealish was injured or a Kane or a Sterling. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, that'd probably have more of an effect for mind games. I don't yeah, think yeah. Grealish getting injured would affect Southgate because I don't think he likes him. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, the thing I think... is, I reckon tomorrow 
it's all about the temperament as well. You've got to sort of not play the occasion while you're still playing the occasion. You sort of get what yeah, I'm trying yeah. to say. Absolutely, I get it. Yeah. And, and this is the thing. Do you know, like, you've got a player like Verratti, who I think is a very good player, yeah? A lot of people mm. might disagree. But the only problem that guy has is that he's got a short fuse. He's got a temper. And this is where a player like Jack Grealish can really get a number on him tomorrow. Yeah. I'd and love to see a midfield pivot of, of Calvin Phillips and Jordan Henderson, if I'm honest. I, I don't think... I think Declan Rice needs to be dropped. I don't think he will. Mm, I, don't I don't think, think so. I will. think Declan Rice, yeah. unless, no. he's got, unless he's got an injury or something, yeah. I see Declan Rice starting. Rice I and think, Phillips, I think his, his, his performances of recent have, have been lacking. Uh, Declan, you can see that he's, he's gassing out. Who would you replace um, him with? Henderson. Henderson. I'd okay. want to see like that dynamic duo of, of Henderson and Phillips. But I agree. Because Henderson, I sorry, Henderson's hardly dynamic. Um, I mean, he, well, he, he is actually. He's, he's more dynamic for, than. Play for Liverpool. It depends Declan on where. Ooh, bit touchy there, wasn't he, but right. Everton fan, <laughs> how can you say that about against? No, 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 no. <laughs> what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, right? He sometimes get this reputation of not being dynamic and not moving is because well this year he, he was injured for quite a bit so well, it's his name as well much. Jordan Henderson <sighs> everyone's associate when he moved from Southampton yeah uh, no one gave him the Sunderland. was it Sunderland Sunderland. Sunderland no one gave him the respect yeah um, and, and it didn't help the, Alex Ferguson I think said some, yeah. something about well, him well it was, I think it was because they tried to sign him and he turned them down um, and no, went no. to Liverpool instead no, no, forget about that. Forget about that. That's something. Vice can't play a forward five-yard pass. That's that's my issue. He, Henderson, Henderson a, actually great, is quite dynamic. Yeah, he's um, great for breaking up the play, retrieving the possession back, and then playing it backwards and sideways. One thing that annoyed me and some, well, a lot of the fans during the the, the game watching it live. You wanted someone to drive forward with the ball rather than always going back. And, and I, Hend I can't can see, do that for you. and he can do it better than even Calvin yeah. Phillips can. And in I was, terms and of I, with yeah. being on the ball and, and spraying the ball around, he's got a great distribution, cross field yeah. passes, short passes, and his attitude to always think to go forward. Um, mm. And then when necessary to go back, he gets it kind of right, I feel. Um, and so mm. I would like to see it, but... I if agree. they put Declan and then they bring Henderson on afterwards, that could work as well. And, and I would, you know, you know that. what has surprised me though, um, and this is from the beginning of the tournament to now. I genuinely thought Rashford would be a starter in the team, um, and he hasn't. Hmm. Apart from is it one sub appearance or two? He's well, not two, really three, figured. Think, yeah. He's yeah. not really figured. So yeah, there's right. players there that are you know like, fresh think... on the bench. But it's also his case. It's a case of probably, if it's not broke, don't try and fix it. Don't fix it, yeah. Because you know what, what you're saying about Rashford, I agree. And you know the same was probably thought and is said about Sancho and stuff as yeah. well. But he has kept his core the same, and um, he hasn't really rested clean. You know, like he's just he left him after the first game. But no, you know what it is. Um, the thing is, you can't, you can't really. Question well, you can question him, but can he complain? He still got you to the final. That's the thing. Everyone everyone's saying he's gassed, but he's the one that's got the goals in the last two games. 
So right at the beginning of the tournament, because of Sterling, it was quiet. Sterling, yeah. Sterling did the work. Sterling and Kane work. Do you know? And maybe looking into next season, if if Sterling stays and Kane goes to City, do you know? Or a possible partnership there. Or, or, or he Kane goes stays to, and Sterling goes to, to goes to the Spurs. <laughs> no one's going to Arsenal. No one's got, yeah. yeah, no one's going to Arsenal. What has surprised that there's been some surprises in this squad, to be honest mm. with you. Mm. Um, Saka, now as a Melinda Sink, as an Arsenal fan, you probably would have said, Yeah, I've seen it loads already, and I knew he go could back, do it. Go back to the earlier pods when we had the discussion about Greenwood yeah. versus Saka, yeah, yeah, yeah. And to be honest yeah. with you, I, I didn't think Saka would be as good as he has been for England, yeah. Um, Calvin Phillips is another one. I didn't think he would be a starter. Yeah. I thought he was going there to be a squad member. But he's you know, his worth. It is, but it's amazing how things turn out. But look, at the end of the day, if Greenwood hadn't got injured, Saka wouldn't have been picked. Anna. But ultimately, it's, it's the way it's worked out. And Saka's had a, you know, for, for his age, coming on, had a decent tournament. Yeah. So and and has uh, proved himself important to the squad. Right, and uh, have been an important part of the team, especially, what, especially the Czech Republic game. And watch him so. leave next season um, yeah. because he wants to win things. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. No, I totally agree. Um, I, and I said this to Melinda during the semi-final. I go, look, Saka's proved me wrong in this. Um, and also another player that's really, to, uh, you could say, proved me wrong is Raheem Sterling because he had a poor season. Um but he, he's performing for England and he's been their best player with him, Sterling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, but at, at the same time, right, uh, there are players who were unfortunate to go. I think, you know, obviously, naturally, I would say Greenwood is unfortunate to go. I think he would have done a, uh, who would have had a marvellous tournament himself. But it's just the way things pan out and what is Garam, Garam are as well, right? Mm-hmm. You know, how, how players get on the pitch and how they perform and, and, you know, and how you see them play, you know, so... So fair play to him. And and um, talking, we're going to talk about results. You know, we just hope for uh, Italy's sake it's not the same result as the 2012 one, right? Where I think uh, Giorgio Cellini last played in as well, right? Um, against Spain, four 0 they got hammered to the mighty Spain, right? And I'm sure uh, Haray has some steep nights about that. I'm sure you even know the side off by heart, I'm presuming, isn't it? When Buffon was in goal, you know, and uh, the mighty Balotelli up front, Perlo. I mean, look at the side of. Uh, let me go through the side of 2012, right? Gianluigi Buffon. Chiellini, right? Barzagli, Barzagli, right? Leonardo Bonucci, right? Abate, Daniel De Rossi, Andre Perlo, Mauricio, right? Montilivio, Cassano, and Balotelli. Who would think that side could get beaten by 4 0, right? By Spain. At right. that time, though, Spain did, were right. unstoppable. So, Spain was solid then. Yeah, but not 4 0. Um, not 4 0 solid, right? But ultimately, right, yeah, they, they did whip you guys. When the European and world champ when they world champions at that tournament. Yeah, yeah but they, they but they didn't win every single game for they beat lesser teams, right? Less by less than four in that tournament Spain did, Anyway, so. we'll talk about tomorrow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 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 I think Virage wanted to say something and then we'll get on to results for tomorrow. Let's keep this one. Short. I just yeah. I just wanted to say something about Sterling. Mm. Um look, being a Liverpool fan, as you all know. And the Are way you? Sterling left us. I wasn't right? sure. 
He's a, you know, you, he, he loves Pickford and Sterling, you know, as a Liverpool fan. So it's right. No, no, I'll be <laughs> honest with you. I didn't really like Sterling um, just because of the way he left us and being the snake and everything like that. But <laughs> to be fair, this tournament and slowly, you know, like he's changed, he's matured a lot these last couple of years. Um, the grief that he gets. Um, now, to be honest with you, if I'd have seen him a few years ago, I probably would have given him grief as well um, to his face. Not, not racial or anything, but the grief that he gets from the media, from a certain section of England fans, I think it's bang out of order. And it's brilliant to see that an immigrant, an immigrant is the one that's carrying England all the way to the final. And if England do win, I want it to be Sterling that scores the winning goal, to be honest with you, just purely because... Can I, can I add, add to what you just said? It's a fantastic yeah. thing you just brought the immigrant side. And Sky yeah. News today, right, yeah, said seven of the starting 11 of England yeah. are all immigrants. Im- immigrants. Harry, Harry including Harry. Harry Irish. Irish, right, you know. Yeah. And, um, Polish as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't remember well. Um, I think Maguire as well. I'm not sure, right? You know what they said. But look, I'm not going to remember the seven players off a heart, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. Not talking just players who are natural. Maybe some people might affiliate them to a Jamaica, West Indies, or or, or, or other um, or other oh. Nigeria countries, even. But 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 it shows it shows that now, right? Yeah, well, Irish background or other backgrounds. Well, they were immigrants as well. Right? Yeah, you know, so uh, seven of that starting eleven. Right the other day, we're actually immigrants, so in your face. <laughs> there was also a thing today. No, no, I, I, I understand that. I know that. We're that, talking about, the class, of, we're talking about is... the class of England fans. Yeah. yeah. I, I, think she's a, I think she's an ITV journalist. I think she is. Yeah, I, I, um, she was there filming. Yeah, she was there filming. And, 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 and I, I, sent, I sent her yeah. on the And a fan on, on goes, hold up, you're Where not you even from here. Yeah, you're, you're not, not even from here. And and this this is the kind of mentality of a certain section of England fans, because I know there's Brit- there's good England fans as well, do you know what I mean? But there's there's a certain section where, and I think Raheem Sterling gets it more than any of the other players because the rest were all born in England and their parents are from abroad, whereas Sterling was not born in this country. And that's why he gets a lot of grief, in my opinion. But Even Jack he's Grealish, done good. He's done good. Rice, Irish descent. Yeah, but but what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, yeah, but they're still white players though, aren't they? Um, so for for me, I just want to say, get, getting rid of all the negativity, I would like, and I would cheer if Sterling scored. I'll be honest with you, when I thought he scored in the semi final, I cheered. You can wear your Liverpool Sterling top again, can't you? Say again. You can wear your Liverpool Sterling top again. I never had a Liverpool Sterling top, but um, no, genuinely, I I want him to do well. I want him to do good, and that's coming from someone who, from club football, doesn't like the guy, but purely from international football, he's the only one that would possibly make me cheer. Or if Henderson scored tomorrow, no, no I get you. I get make you. me cheer for England. And this time next week, you go back to hating him. I get it, right? You know, we're all the same. Right? But but yeah, we, we will. We'll club rivalries will come back into it yeah. again. And, and we'll all be hating him. Hopefully, they do well, England. Um, and I know we were going to go on to predictions. Yeah. So if I could make mine first, seeing yeah. as I'm probably the most neutral Bunda 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, Even anti-England from the start, mate. As well, <laughs> uh, look. I, I think it's anti-nav. I think it's anti-nav. It's anti-nav. Anti-nav. Anti-heroi. Then he's just like, then he's just like, I don't care about this. No, 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 you're the only one that makes me that that I wind up more than Harai. And that's the truth. But coming back to the predictions, genuinely from the start. Is he written down? I've, I've, he's looking down like he's written notes on it. No, no, no. I'm looking at my phone because um, I've got messages coming through. Um, no, what I was saying is unprofessional. Don't, don't, listen, you're going to make me do a Navraj and make me forget what I'm talking about. It was in Berlin. <laughs> the results, the matches in Berlin City, they're going to get to London City. Yeah, the London City and Czechoslovakia. Czechoslovakia. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. You're talking about Copenhagen, right. aren't you? Sorry. Right. Um, no, no, stop it, guys. Let me let me do my prediction. Right. Um, I reckon Peru going to win the final. I would. I would genuinely like England to win Mexican tomorrow. Um, no, genuinely because look, it'll be good for the future of the game in this country. If Italy win, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to cry if Italy win. I'm not going to cry if England win. You know, like because the other team lost, but out of the two, I'd like to see England win it a little bit more, uh, because I think it'll be another fifty-five years before they get anywhere close. <laughs> um, genuinely, because it could be next right. next year. Next year in the World Cup, Qatar. I don't think any of the European teams are going to do anything. The Heat's going to do them all. Um, so, yeah, England two nil. Um, Jordan Henderson to score. And then Raheem Sterling to score the winner. Um, the crowd go wild. All the chavs then are cheering. They're all going to have to take the knee. Um, and it will be just awesome. Sorry, sorry. Are you are you calling me a chav? Yeah. Uh, I heard that. I heard that. I heard it as well. He's a... All, all the that's, chavs. That's, yes, the, you that's, guys, one nicest, you. that's one of the nicer things he said. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the only thing we can broadcast I've called you <laughs> terrible terrible for a bloke who sports a scouse team you're right you know what I mean <laughs> uh, go on go on Jeet okay your, my uh, prediction I think Italy will win uh, what yeah yeah listen let's listen either by two goals either 2-0 or 3-1 by two goals ooh really yeah yeah Okay. I can see. I don't know. I can't predict how the match is going to go, but I, fi- I fancy them to score first. England trying to get brave, and then they get hit on the counter again. Hit on the hit on the counter right later on. Yeah. But if England score before. first, if England score first, it'll be a very interesting match because yeah. I haven't really seen Italy chase the game yet. Good shout. So we'll see. So yeah, Italy, Italy by two goals. Early. Italy by two goals. That's my prediction. Okay. It just goes to show people have opinions in it and now we have to let them have it. <laughs> <laughs> it just got to show that some people can have views other than what you say, Navrad Singh. Impossible. Melinda, Melinda, anyone but Nav. I just want to call anyone but Nav Melinda. <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be a KG affair. Um, I reckon... We won't see any goals in the first half, I don't think. Um, it's going to be left late. I can see a 1-0 England, um, or I can see a penalty shootout at 0-0. Can't do um, another penalty shootout. Yeah, I don't know if I can stomach <laughs> another extra time, but 
I think uh, it's heading that way. Both teams are going to be defensively um, strategic and uh, it's going to be like a game of chess. They're all going to be making their moves and uh, at the end, I think it's going to be a slow game um, and England will prevail just just with the quality that they, they have. Being host nation is written in the stars and uh, I've got a lot riding on this game, so better not let me down. <laughs> All right, let me just quickly go before, obviously, you and that, it, yeah? Because you two are like... You were back in obviously Italy, and then that was back yeah, in England. Yeah, I want, I want them all less done in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, well, we'll give um, our behind it as well. We'll give a little bit of a a, a tight game, but I really think the fans are going to make a difference in this. I'm not saying it because we're like we're going to anything like that, but <laughs> like, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, the funny thing was is that in the semi-final, I was just standing next to this Gora, and I started sort of like warming up, <laughs> and he goes. Are you planning to, um, is Southgate going to call you on? And literally, I was just doing stretches because we were standing throughout the whole game. That's how nervy sort of like it was. Um, but I'm going for an England win, and I'm going for an England win in 90 minutes. Score? 2-1. Uh, okay. Two, I one. say we let Navradson go next. Just so that we don't get any bias, um, any accusations of bias on the podcast. Yeah, not a problem. Not a problem. Yeah. I think it'll be a KG affair, right? I, th- I think uh, I'm just gonna. I won't spend too long because I think I'm gonna echo what Jacob Wood said as well. That I think it will be a tight game. Uh, I think there'll be one goal in it, right? To England, obviously, right? And uh, it could be one nil. It could be two one. But I think it'll be a low-scoring game. Right, and um, it could even get to penalties, a tense shootout. And uh, I'm hoping England learn from their mistakes on penalties and uh, Southgate doesn't get to get one. Take yeah. one. Right, you know? Oh, Harry came <laughs> for that matter. Well, well, yeah, because he won't be able to knock the rebound in. Right? <laughs> but, you know, but come 9.45 or 10.30 tomorrow, right, yeah, I think England will be, you know, you will be... Um, this is why I didn't want him to go last. Well, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to go last. I'll send you all the tune and the lyrics and stuff. But Harris can watch it in my place anyway, so we'll sing it together and we'll get it on the <laughs> we'll get it on the Make sure you get make sure you get his reaction when he's yeah, yeah, we'll um, getting the reaction from uh, you know the next tissues we're ready for for um for and uh, you know the phones will be ready for to record. You know, so. is going to be like that Homer Simpson meme, you know, when he goes back into the bush, <laughs> <laughs> creeps into hiding. You'll see me on Monday with my Italy shirt. Um, obviously, an Italy win. Obviously, I, you know, what? I think the fans will play a part. I think Jigmon's right, but I think the adverse reaction that they're expecting isn't going to happen. I think it will just, you know, when you. You know, um, obviously, you know, um, when Maratta went to step up for that penalty, you know, in the penalty shootout in the semi, um, <clears throat> the penalties were taken on where the the, the large uh, congregation of Italy fans were. And I think there's going to be a lot of Italy fans there tomorrow. There's a there lot are, of there still in, will. There's a massive, oh, there will be, there will be. Um, but where the, the amount of whistles and stuff, and I think 
Maybe it got to Murata, but I think I, I know I said it. I know Aaron Deep said it, and Mac, you were saying it as well. And Murata's missing this penalty, and that's exactly what happened. But I think the the crowd reaction won't. It will. It will um, buoy up Italy more. You know when you know you got that many haters, you're gonna prove them wrong, huh? Um, obviously, it will. I don't think it will be an Italy win. Um, <laughs> and you know, unlike the rest of you know you England fans who think you're gonna win, it's a democracy. England. Let's hope the fans. Let's hope the fans bring their lasers. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, Italy win two nil, two one. Um, all within the 90 minutes, you know, they've got to get a plane back as well. Because I think they've got easy jet Ryanair, Luton, mate. Ryanair. They've got easy jet or Ryanair from Luton, so they've got to make sure they get back in it. And they you know, you, it's non refundable, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Italy win. That's it, lads. Forza as we win. Rome. 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 All together. Anyway, on that one, we're still deciding whether we're going live tomorrow. You know, you can watch us live watching the match if you really want to. Um, We'll see how it goes. But good luck, Italy. That's about it. England, come on. Yeah, as a neutral, I think I'll. Say it there. Good luck to England. Good luck to Italy. Let's hope football wins. The haters lose. And let's have a brilliant night. And then we'll be back next week for our normal podcast. Um, Where we'll be discussing the Italy win. The fallout. <laughs> the fallout of, of Euro 2020. Um, and other things. Um, the that, fallout that come up on from our the wallets. Final. The fallout um, of our wallets. Yeah. And yeah, the fallout of people's wallets. Do you know, like, I might be having to... Let, we might have to lend kidneys to these guys that are going tomorrow. I'll tell you <laughs> what, if England, if England actually do lose, there's going to be riots tomorrow. And most of them be led tell, by I'll yours t- truly. <laughs> listen, I, I, listen. I, I'll tell you another thing as well. If, if England win, there'll be a lot of people waking up in the River Thames. Oh. <laughs> if England win tomorrow, watching the whole ceremony, going to be there, walking around Wembley, yeah, because just shouting. If, if it's penalty shootouts and the ceremony, you're not not leaving till about half eleven. But Southgate, remember, mate, Southgate. We, we, we still didn't got get home from the semi-final until about twelve. I got one o'clock. I got yeah. one o'clock. Yeah, right. I got home at twelve thirty. That's so, because we waited. We 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 like you celebrated with the team. You know, called us down to the pitch, whatever. <laughs> but then <you> know, <laughs> met up Jagmore. We were speaking to some fans. We were on Italian TV. Um, I'll tell you what, when England win tomorrow, right, yeah, me and Harai will jump on the bike, right, yeah, join you guys in Wembley, watch your English celebrations outside the ground. I think the main thing is, the, the main thing is, is and, uh, and this is a good thing that over the two um, semi-finals that we went to, we did see a lot of up there, um, which is a good thing. Um, yeah. We just want everyone to enjoy it, be sensible, support, um, your teams all the way um, and tomorrow we will then it's up to the players whether it's going to be drink your Barney reasonably <laughs> but we'll find out tomorrow whether it's coming Rome 
or is home. it coming home? Home, uh, home, home. So. It's coming. 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 It's